Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a master skateboardist. Jess! Wow. Yeah, we are talking about just, it's just a sh- chef kiss of a Spider-Man villain. I love him. Man. Yeah. Skateboard so already makes me think like 80s. No, it's very 80s. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Rocket Racer. <laughs> This actually rings a bell. Do, do you have Do you have any idea what Rocket Racer well, might be? Well, I'm guessing that uh, I, I'm thinking male, and I'm thinking like youngish, um, and with some like bold colors. Um, but because we're you know Spider Man universe, I think it's got to have like a he's got to have like a, a Green Goblin sort of board sort of thing or something like some kind of tech. Tech skateboard thing. You, you nailed it. This this young man. Look look <laughs> at him. So so right? so what 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 is what does Rocket Racer uh, look like? Rocket Racer kind of looks like. I mean, it's hard to tell through the webcam sometimes, but is it some kind of like armor sort of yes, thing? Yes, it's armor. And he's got yes, like a like armor. a flat top. Yes, I don't know. If he, he looks kind of. Yeah, I mean, all the kind of superhero people do though. Yeah, like yeah. even when they're like, "Oh yeah, Peter Parker, so nerdy," and like, "Okay, mm, he's, why is he so built?" Yeah, yeah like that—that sweater vest could only hide so much. Look at those shoulders. Come on. <laughs> also, if I am if if I am hearing this right, for a lot of for a lot of femme folk, hands are a thing, and also queer folk, just like hands, like people's hands, which I understand. So, like, you'd probably notice just, like, you know, there'd probably be, like, some people out there be like, well, Peter's, Pete, mm, I wonder what those hands could do, like, with Peter, and, like, he could only do so much to hide someone who's Jack. Pretty much someone that meme Jack. right now with, like, the head exploding, because yeah. I've never really yeah. thought about sexy Spider-Man hands, and now I'm like, wait. Well, I think we, like, uh, like, uh, a guest that I had on recently, uh, Brienne. Like both both me and both me and her thinks that we should do what DC has done with Nightwing and give Spider Man an ass so good that people can recognize it even if he's out of costume. <laughs> like what? that, I love that. Sh- I mean, by superhero sh- logic, like if we're gonna go the whole like you can't recognize Clark Kent with the glasses thing. It, to, to like, fa- can you recognize fa- the booty? Yeah, well, like I mean, Dick Grayson. In DC has an ass so recognizable, like someone someone was able to find his secret identity out. I yeah. was not familiar with this plot point, and now I need to like read up on this. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Now I think that that Spider Man should have that. First off, he's squatting well, yeah, all the time. Yeah, he's got the tiny tight spandex shit going uh, also, on. Like, also, that he's a twink that does squats all the time. I mean, come my on. Oh god, that's another good point. Yeah, too. Like he'd be. He's not skipping butt day. No, like he's never skipping butt day. But that being said, I feel like we should do that. It's just like how like Namor will always have good abs and how Doctor Doom will always just be cool. So <laughs> uh 
But yeah, so Rocket Racer, he is a African-American fellow with a flat top. He also has uh, glasses with like, I, I like to affectionately call them gamer glasses. You know, the ones that are, it's kind of like, kind of, I guess. Yeah. And he also has a rocket skateboard. And also, also, he was out before skateboarding was like mainstream popular as well. I thought it was 80s. It's 70s. Yeah. So like, and also, much like a lot of trends uh, that uh, young black people start, white people made it popular with white people. And then they just thought it was a white pe- person thing. So, so yeah. Um, but his name is Robert Farewell. He's a student, adventurer, occasional crime fighter. No, he's, yeah, he's kind of a Spider-Man villain. Occasional crime fighter and freelance operative for Silver Sable International. Uh, his identity is known to the legal authorities. He's a citizen of the United States with a criminal record. He was born in Brooklyn, New York. He's single. And known uh, relatives is Emma Johnson, Farrell, mother, unnamed father, whereabouts unknown, three unnamed brothers, and three unnamed sisters. So they they really filled out his backstory dealing with his family. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> so, so he first showed up in... Amaz- uh, the Amazing Spider-Man issue number 172 and no, no, that was Mysterio. Mysterio was number one, but he thought it was aliens, and he never figured out that it was an alien, so like, 15-year-old Spider-Man thought Mysterio and thought it was aliens and was never told otherwise, so he pro- which, okay, I don't- I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to get into this, but like he made the Amazing Spider-Man issue 172 in September 1977, the friend from the fire, and uh, this does have cover piece theater. Um, cover piece theater. But uh, to set the scene, we have. Spider-Man doing his normal thing, swinging in New York City, and you have <clears throat> uh, some buildings, and Rocket Racer is skateboarding on the side of a building, shooting bombs from not his fingertips, but the top of his hand, and that matters later. Yeah, that matters later in just a few moments, but uh, we have a little a little circle with a shadowy figure in it and <clears throat> and uh it says but e- if but even if spidey can defeat this skateboarding psychopath he still has to face the friend from the fire and uh what is spidey, spidey saying? saying bombs from his fingertips bursting all around me oh yeah there's explosions happening behind him but that's not from his fingertips it's from the top of his head it, it there's a line showing exactly where it's from He's shooting it from the top of his hand. But a rocket racer says, Face it, webhead. You ain't got a chance against the rocket racer. See, that's the sort of line I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he, he's, it's just, this is, I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. I think he died recently. I th- yeah, I think he died recently. No, he didn't die. No, he didn't die. He almost died. No, it was red. Red Nine or something like that that died recently. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Robert Farewell was the oldest of seven children, all of whom 
were supported by their mother after their father had abandoned them. <clears throat> in high school, he excelled at science, but he had to start working immediately after graduating to help support his family. Farrell sh- uh, joined the Air Force to receive a higher education where he could become an expert in certain areas of technology. Then his mother uh, suffered from a heart attack and was removed and was removed to New Hope Memorial Hospital. Removed to New Hope Memorial Hospital. Unable to pay the hospital bills for her treatment and supporting his siblings, Farrell turned to turned his considerable uh, talents towards crime. Using a scientific genius combined with his proficiency at riding a skateboard, designed a weapon equipped costume as well as a super skateboard, and he became Rocket Racer. Farrell spent months practicing with his board until he felt as if he it had become a part of him. Which I feel like, I mean, he's just doing he's just doing what skaters do, you know? They the the board are basically part of their feet. <laughs> Except this one has rockets on it. The Rocket Racers debut as a costume crime. The Rocket Racers debut as a costume criminal was not very suspicious due to timely interference uh, of uh, Spider-Man. After stealing a briefcase filled with negotiable uh, securities from a courier, the thief was easily defeated by Spider-Man, who turned him over to the police. Uh, Presumably in return for a share of the profits from Rocket's criminal activity, the sinister inventor known as the Tinkerer improved upon Farrell's original design for his apparatus. He redesigned the skateboard's gyroskate and made the micro-rockets more powerful. The rocket racer turned to his criminal activities by blackmailing an embezzler named Jackson Wheel. Or Well. Will? Will. Well, it's W-E-E-L-E. Will wheel wheel. There's two. See, there's a silent at the end, so it's two longies. You know. Yeah, I'm just imagining like very rural Australian. It's like wheelie. It could be wheelie, but that's I don't know. Uh, seeking revenge. Uh, Will also sought out the help of the tinkerer who devised him a particular looking vehicle shaped like a wheel. It's Will. It's just Will spelt differently. I know who he is. He's Big Will. Okay. <clears throat> and so, but it's 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 a Will with 12, that's a 12 foot diameter, equipped with machine guns attached to the axle. The device had a central section, which Will set while operating the weapons. The Will-shaped exterior revolved around the central axis to provide propulsion. Calling himself Big Will, Will interrupts interrupted a fight between Spider-Man and the Rocket Racer. The racer invaded the big wheel by skateboarding onto a rooftop where Spider-Man snagged him with a uh, web line and forced him off his board. Big Will continued to roll towards the racer, but in the last second, Spider-Man pulled him out of the way. The momentum carried Big Will right through the restraining wall on the edge of the roof and into the river. I mean, that's good. I don't know. Um, Spider-Man dove in after him, but could find no trace of Will in the murky water. He gets better. Yeah, I was going to say, did he return like 20 issues later? That sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man emerged from the water. The rocket racer had fled. Police near. Police later caught, caught him by demagnetizing his boot with clamps. 
from an anti-magnet. Learning the reasons for Racer's correct, uh, learning the reason for Racer's criminal career, and acknowledging his strong ties to the community, the judge allowed him to post bail. Yeah, t- t- too bad. T- too bad that doesn't happen too often. <laughs> no, no. Okay, it doesn't happen too often for black men. Let's say that. But the cost was more than his family could afford. So, so they borrowed from a bondsman who charged an additional ten percent fee. The bond- bondsman continued to raise the interest rates on the Rocket Racers' bail money and threatened to foreclose on the homes and businesses of his families, family and friends. The bondsman, yeah, the bondsman, <sighs> the bondsman suggested this is why we need to get rid of cash bond. Like it should just be guilty until pro- I mean, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, and they should be able to just go home. And then, if they try to leave, that's when you, you know, stick them in a jail. Shouldn't put them in jail first. Because it's just, his cash bond is just there to make sure that rich people don't have to go into a jail. Yeah, it's basically just a tax on the, on the poor. Oh, also on the rich, but, like, it's more of a problem it's on the It's the same with just, like, you know, fines and stuff, too. Like, they should be proportionate, because... Oh, no, but that, but that would be, but proportionate fines would mean that Rich people would have to pay a lot more. Fair for them. It should be a flat thing for everyone, you know, to make it fair. I hate neoliberalism so much. It's just... Stop means testing. It just hurts poor people. Like, also, flat tax don't work. Just, just, whatever. Um, yeah, the bondsman suggested that Farrell return to uh, crime to pay the debt by working for him. Since Farrell had no money or assets to settle his account, and since he refused to return to a life of crime, the bondsman hired a mercenary known as the Bounty Hunter to kill Rocket Racer to send an example to future customers who might fail to commit crimes for them. Okay, 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 okay. Wow, this is, uh, when you say villain, uh... (laughs) Just hire the villains! You don't have to go through this whole thing! There's like 50 villains to every hero. Just get one of them. Get one of the get one of the perpetual henchmen. Like come on, it's so much easier than what you're doing, bro. Also, what happens when you get the one that wants revenge? It's hard, it's hard to it's hard to pay money back when you're dead. You can't get that money back. Well, you, I mean, I don't know. It depends on if you have any uh, AI of your brain that can be put into a meat suit like Tony Stark. Tony's Tony Stark right now in the comics is a he's an AI in a meat suit. He's well, technically all of us are, but like he, but like he, he technically he's not in the same body he was previously. He's like he's he's technically not Tony Stark, but he. It, okay, I don't want to get into yeah, you know, I don't want to get into the ethic. I mean, what the the, the overarching question: what makes a human? But. To some, he would not be a human. Can an AI be a human? Yeah, I don't know. I'd sort of go with um, how Tony 2.0 feels about it. I mean, he says that he's a he's an AI in meat suit sometimes. Sometimes he feels like real weird about it. You're like, am I? Am I even? Am I, am I like? Mm, I I mean, I like I like robots a lot. So I'm gonna just say they're all people. Yeah. Um. Now, after an altercation between Spider-Man and the Rocket Racer was interrupted. This time by the Bounty Hunter, the tables returned. However, when Rocket uh, Racers saw the Bounty Hunter about to kill Spider-Man and realized that he wouldn't be able to live with himself if he allowed a hero to die, he attacked Bounty Hunter and was about to sh- 
as he was about to shoot Spider-Man. The mercenary used a corrosive cartridge to disintegrate Rocket's magnetic boot clamps, but the attack brought Spider-Man enough time to regain his wits and defeat the uh, villain. Rocket Racer turned himself in to local authorities. When a judge learned of the illegal methods the Bell's bondmen, bondsmen and bounty hunter used to coerce him back into a life of crime, he issued the racer a light jail sentence as well as community service work. Apparently, he just has a real compassionate judge with no racist bone in their bodies, because that's apparently really hard to find in America. Yeah, so, probably so. hard to find in Australia, too. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm, bring, I'm bringing up racism, and it's going to sound like I'm making light of it, but I'm not. Uh, there's a lot of different flavors of racism, depending on what country you are. And I think Australia has the closest to American-style racism. It's the closest. Like, I understand your guys, how your racism works. Now, now French racism, I have no idea what's going on there. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> like, I'm just like... Like, it's just like... Like, the Islamophobia is, like, there, and I can understand part of it, but also at the same time, like, it's, it's a different flavor of it, you know? It's been, it's more of a stomping out of culture thing instead of a stomping out of the people thing. And also, like, Canada. Like, Canada's racism is just... It's horrendous, but, like, they get to they get to smile it away and say, we're not America. Yeah, I, I find that a lot with Australia, too. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, well, we're not American. It's like, guys. Hey, that, that don't, don't put us as the benchmark or anything. <laughs> That is, yeah, we are, we are not doing well. We do, we have lots of kids in cages as well. Uh, and, and and isn't it on a island? Is it on an island called Christmas Island too? That's just call it. Don't call it Christmas Island. That makes it send a mis message. Yeah, just call it something different. Call it like Cage Island or something. Or you know, this is the Brown People Jail Island. Yeah. Um, we've got a few of them, though. We have multiple cage islands. Oh, we just have a whole border, border system and, and multiple for-profit ones. After his short sentence was served in prison, Robert Farrell received a full scholarship to Empire State uh, University, where he is currently studying electrical engineering. He continues to- st- But also, yeah, I'm going to yeah. question the realism of this story in Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm, you know. I'm, you know. I'm not. I just really don't. I don't. We also don't treat people who go to prison that well. Like, this is just real optimistic. And I just don't have a lot of optimism left. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have some, like, you know, like the inevitable march of time does lead to to people, like, kind of just doing what is going to happen, no matter what the people up top are saying. Like, like, like mutual aid is a big thing. People knowing what fa- eco-fascism is. And, uh... People realizing that a lot of talking points by conservatives are just like long-term eugenics is pretty, pretty nice. But also at the same time, like, really, eh, are they going to? Mm. Um, uh, he he continues to serve his community both in his civilian guise and as Rocket Racer, and his path occasionally still crosses that of Spider-Man, of whom he regards his hero. For example, after Spider-Man was accused of a crime, Rocket. Racer attempted to prove his innocence. In fact, Spider-Man had indeed committed the crime, but only in order to stop Silver Sable, uh, to help Silver Sable bring any major criminal to justice. Spider-Man and the Racer eventually teamed up to quell a race riot on campus, 
and to stop the menace known as Skinhead. Like, if only, if, if only all the bad people were, like, just labeled exactly what they were in, like, in real life. Um, so he's 5'10", weighs 160. I can believe that. I can believe it. 160 would be, like, uh, less than 80. It'd be less than 80 kilos. I don't know how to do the math in my head. I know it's 2.4. Oh, no. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, you should probably add at least 20 pounds to that. Maybe 30. Well, he's 5'10", so, like, which is, you know, yeah. Uh, he does, you know, moderate exercise. And, uh, so, oh, no, I can't relate at all. Uh, the rocket racer race, uh, he has no super uh, superpowers, but he does ride a rocket-powered magnetic skateboard, which is controlled by a crude cybernetic system housed in the uh, rocket's headset, which resembles a Walkman radio. This system transmits information from the brain to the electrical energy, intellectual energy that controls the skateboard, as well as other mechanisms built into the rocket's. The, the rocket racer's costume. The cybernetic link allows rocket racer to mentally control a skateboard as long as their electromagnetic boot clamps are secured on the uh, board. He cannot control it from a distance without or without touching it. Rocket racer's skateboard is powered by micro rockets, small hydrazine and nitric oxide fueled jet turbines, which can propel him at speeds up to 60 miles per hour with the range of about 70 miles before exhausting his fuel supply. Built into the skateboard's wheels, as well as the racer's boots and costume, are special gyroscopic gyroscopes. That's weird. There's a printing error. That's a, there's a real bad printing error, like, right there. Um, no. Uh, the gyroscopes that allow rockets, rocket racer to climb walls and, uh, of buildings on his board. His gloves also have, like, explosive mini rockets which explode with a concussive force capable of tearing a hole in three inch thick steel uh sheets of steel the properties of some of these mini rockets woven into rockets gloves allow him to deliver what he terms a rocket powered punch a controlled ignition by his by one of the fixed rockets on his uh on his in his gloves can thrust his fist up to 20 up to the speed of 20 miles per hour and will continue to follow through once the connection is made without reverberations. The rocket racer is also capable of no more than six power, six rocket powered punches per encounter. So, yeah. Uh, so he's also a master, master at skateboarding, capable of the most difficult maneuvers, such as midair flips and leaps, always landing back on his board without missing a step. He's also a natural inventor and proficient with many of the physical sciences. Basically, like, you know, send, send him to the X Games. Like, come on. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, he would have been, he would have been great at skateboarding in Tokyo. Yeah, he would have been great. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's him. Do you have anything to, anything else Long to say? by the, of the, of the, the writing team on this one. Uh, but I, I like it, you know? It, it's it's wholesome. It, it gives me the warm fuzzies. Yeah, like, he's actually been given the chance that most people driven to a life of crime should be given, because a lot of people don't do crime because they want to. It's normally out of necessity. It's almost as if there's, I don't know, something like poverty, 
And uh I know. Yeah, like why would why would someone need to sell a bunch of money when they're poor? Also Yeah. Yeah, you should just support them to Australia. It get like really weirded out when all the uh when all the homosexuals that you sent over to a penal colony filled with other homosexuals start fucking. You're like, who would have thought? But but yeah. Uh but yeah, this is uh but yeah, that that's what would have to- uh Joy FM, which is Australia's uh rainbow uh radio broadcasting. Uh they also do um podcasts and things like that. Uh, and my co-host Morty and I uh, are going to do like a little uh, three-part series that they'll probably put up at some point, which I don't know when this will be released. No, but, no uh, in the future. In the out. future. But yeah, just look into Joy FM and their wide array as well, like just for, you know, uh, LGBTQIA people. Um, you know, the straight and the cis can come too if they'd like. They've got lots of amusing shows. <laughs> So, but this, uh, but yeah, my my name is Jesse Cooper. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I and my friend Fiona talk about cryptids in some lurid ways. Um, if you want to support me monetarily, you can always go to patreon.com slash alphabet flight. You can also support me by rate, rate reviewing and subscribing on your podcatcher of choice, or you can go to Twitter. Or go to Twitter or Instagram at Alphabet Flight, where you can look at the people we're talking about, as well as, uh, you know, maybe share or share the links and whatnot. Um, or you can just tell a friend. Uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.